Matthew, I'm going to read his author bio because it has one really fun thing about it. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lynn is a financial columnist and author. He writes for Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, The Spectator, and Money Week, as well as The Telegraph. His books include several books about economics, as well as the Death Force thrillers published by Hotter Headline. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's this type of guy. I looked in to what Death Force is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting a picture of it already, to be honest with you. Well, so it's a bit like a Lee Child thing where he's written about um, Americans. Right, okay. As a British guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story is about a ragtag multinational, mostly American, team of mercenaries uh, who hey, go like. <laughs> do one last job in Afghanistan in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To, in order to, I, I quote, relieve a warlord of his $50 million uh, war chest, which I assume means give it to a different warlord. (laughs) We need to get this money to the right warlord. Mark Uh, Thatcher's got the new idea. (laughs) So the the author of Death Force has written, Lazy Britain is now addicted to mediocrity. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't see any British people joining a Death Force. No. Too Too busy on their phone. Yeah, yeah you, you can't join a death force. You have to join a health and safety force nowadays. <laughs> when, when I was growing up, you had to be in a death force. <laughs> they should bring back death force for everyone under 23. These, yeah, these <laughs> days, blokes have too much mental health to join a death force. I mean, you've really got to check in on your chaps <laughs> in the death force. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, they do fight. They bottle it up. They do. But the, the death force takes its toll on the people. I mean, it's in... It's in the name, really. Some of the work can be pretty hard going. I mean, <laughs> the lads are glad to do it, but you know, you just gotta you gotta look after them. That's why I've teamed up with Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> Working from God damn it. Working from He's home. He's in the death force. Yeah. <laughs> Working from home. We need to support our lads in the death force. That's right. <laughs> We're sending our lads in the death force over there to Donbass. <laughs> I mean, uh, We've had Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to be cheering them up? <laughs> I'm like putting a bumper sticker on the back of my car, just like, help, help for death force. <laughs> you imagine like one of those like uh, Russian and Ukrainian tankers yelling at each other on the radio, like, you are gay. No, you are gay. And then you just hear like, shape of you in the background. <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. The Death Force. <laughs> I almost don't want to read the column. I want to talk about Death Force. Um, we should make Nish read that. Um, so, the working from home, HR bureaucracy, and well-being in general have turned capitalist excellence <laughs> into a sin. Yeah! We didn't have well-being in this country until 1994. And to be honest with you, it's been a mistake. We need to go back to drinking beer out of paint tins and leaded petrol. <laughs> We're drinking leaded petrol out of beer tins, drinking <laughs> beer out of leaded petrol tins, yeah. back and forth drinking into one paint another. Drinking out of gollywogs, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> me old dad killed me every day before I went to school, never did me any harm. That's right. I met my father exactly once. He was at the coal factory every other day. Um, <laughs> The education system, he writes, has never been in better shape. The labor market is operating at peak performance. And given that the world has never been you more peaceful... You may not like it. <laughs> and, 
and given that the world has never been more peaceful, so you can see he's being sarcastic, <laughs> it is hardly surprising that our diplomats are concentrating on their, wait, wait for it, yoga classes and bread making. British diplomats, yoga classes and bread making. A, a lie. If he was like drinking Clara and fucking Rent Boys, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> probably, sure. <laughs> There's a reason why we invented the satanic zone. Indeed. Is this, is this like one of those columnists who obviously pre-wrote an article right around the time of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but like he didn't file it on time. So all of his leads have to be updated. Like he was going to say, you know, the West was focused on woke gender and that's why Putin has crushed us. But like they didn't realize at the time that Putin, they forgot to put put oil and lubricants in the no pronouns tank and so you know things kind of change and so now it's got to be yeah, focused on the civil service and they didn't realize that russian right in russia there's also gender yeah too much gender yeah L- lubricants <laughs> what are we having gay sex <laughs> there will be no need for this <laughs> indeed pump what is this for penis no <laughs> <laughs> indeed a glance Shooting, the- what? Ga- come into boys? No, no, no. <laughs> Helmet, what of a man's penis? <laughs> All of this equipment must go. Uh, the unwoke Tank Russian is okay. <laughs> <laughs> the tire is complaining that it's under pressure. It needs to go back to school. Um, indeed. A glance at the civil service office attendance figures at the foreign office and departments for education, work, and pensions would suggest that Britain's bureaucrats have nothing better to do than sit back and watch the good times roll. <laughs> Presumably, yeah, doing their fucking yoga classes and bread making. I hate them so is much. This, is this an anti-work from home thing? Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I knew I could smell it. I don't know why, man, but it just... <laughs> so, he says, even the Ministry of Defense manages only 67% attendance. If the greatest military and geopolitical crisis since the Second World War. We brought it back in! (laughs) Hell yeah. That's right. Doesn't get people back into the office. It's hard to know exactly what would. God, I just wish we'd have a Second World War so people would stop their fucking yoga classes and bread making. Does he think that the main effect of World War II was it got people back into the office? (laughs) Yeah, after the Spanish flu. Well, that's one thing the Hitler's taught me. It's got better put some FaceTime in. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's after the Spanish flu, everyone did work from home, and they would just, like, you know, telegram to one another. That's well, it's because the flu made them Spanish, and therefore lazy. <laughs> the manana flu, I called it. <laughs> he says, it's not just the public sector either. The pandemic has accelerated the rise of a culture of mediocrity dominated by wellness. <laughs> That's, this is, sorry, this was written by the AI. This was, <laughs> oh, you this haven't heard real. that yet. We used a really, like an actual very advanced AI to generate some Kirstarmer speeches that were very believable. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I'll let you in on this now, what I realized was the AI couldn't reliably do anyone else, and what it is is that Kirstarmer sounds like an AI, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to get it to do Trump for like 30 minutes. It just wouldn't. We got it to do one convincing line. Anyway, um, the pandemic has accelerated a rise of a culture of mediocrity, even laziness, dominated by wellness, work-life balance, and of course, working from home. I love just saying stuff that's good as though it's bad. We're like, oh, you want work-life balance? And you're supposed to go, no. Yeah. I want my work and life to be out of balance entirely. 
Oh, what do you want? Wellness? This is Britain. What are you doing here if that's what you want? Um, oh, you want to see your family? <laughs> it has Why, its- so you can hang out with a bloke? <laughs> what is the the Russian army started writing for the Telegraph? Huh? Wait, what is it that you want to fuck your dad? Is it? <laughs> Why do we have go uni- back to coal mine with other men with their shirts off and be straight? <laughs> it has its own false mantras, like the idea that fitting your job around your r- life rather than the other way around is somehow more productive than turning up to work. Uh, so it's yeah, it's like no, you should be in the office for twenty hours a day to satisfy. It's like I don't know if you. There was a recent poll that came out that said, "Where are you more? Where do you think is a more productive place to work?" And everybody except one group of people said, "I am actually slightly, if not much, more productive when I can work at home at least two to three days a week." Nate, I think you know who said everyone should be in the office. Pensioners, all retired people. <laughs> Well, I sit at home all day and I don't get fuck all done. <laughs> Government pays me anyway, fucking loony left. <laughs> it's shit. It's supposed to be shit. And if you don't like it, you can fuck off. <laughs> and he says... And I just sit around watching Tipping Point. <laughs> no one thanks me. <laughs> Anytime I go to the gym, Tipping Point's on. I still don't really know how that game works. Awesome. Um, it's not as good as New Zealand Highway Patrol, though. <laughs> and is placing a huge burden on the small minority of productive staff who are still going into the office each day until we figure out a way of conquering... You write for the telegraph! <laughs> Sorry, I can't... <laughs> this phenomenon is everywhere. We can see it in the rise of human resources departments or the people profession, as it self-evidently now likes to style itself, that have turned into a... I'm so excited I get to say these next two words that arose organically in an article in the wild. Woke Stasi. Milo, you made it real. 